0: Welcome into Paydirt Sports, this is Will Dunton. I got Nick Trucial and Reese Bennett right here next to me. Guys, how was the weekend?
1: It was good, man. It was real good. Uh, a, a lot of football, um, and we're, we're watching some Monday Night Football right now, and capped off with a Titans rainbow. So, really, everything's been great this weekend. Titans win, nothing to complain about.
2: Yeah, it was good. I don't think you can beat a college football Saturday. When you wake up pretty early, you go and work out. Then you get back home, you have a nice little lunch, or you go out with your buddies. You grab some beers, you watch football from noon or eleven, whatever time it starts, all the way until you know midnight when the East the West Coast after dark. Yeah, yeah, Pack Twelve oh, after yeah. dark. I don't think anything beats that. And you know, here in Nashville, at least it's it's really getting into football season because it's almost fall. You can feel it; it's cooling oh, yeah. off. You can feel We've it. We've had a lot of rain, like. If you, you know, are walking around your house barefoot, you're like, oh, shoot, I might need to put some socks on because my yes. toes are getting cold. It's a little nippy. You yeah, would say. It's, it's about to be the time of year, which is one of the greatest, where you can wear a hoodie and shorts outside, and it's totally acceptable.
0: Man, I saw the weather report, and I think it's going to hit the 40s That's this weekend. That's chilly weather. That low, it's going to be That's like That's chilly high. weather. It's going to be where the high is like 72, you know, so it's just yeah. perfect it, weather all day. You wake up for that crisp fall. That's when the crisp fall Saturday comes into play.
2: That's not only chilly weather, as in snowflakes. That's chilly weather, as in beef and beans yes. in your bowl that's with Mike some sour Eckler, cream get your
1: and chili cheddar. hot chili. Woo.
0: Man, and the the uh, Trucial, the rainbow you're referring to. For those of you who don't know, you can check out the Pater Twitter. We posted it on there. Uh, there was a pretty bit. it's been raining the past few days here in Nashville, and it, yeah. it finally let up, uh, it let up right when I was pulling into Truchel's house over here, and I look out and there's just this fat rainbow outside. one of the biggest ones I've ever seen. And then we were able to find a picture of, someone found where the rainbow was coming from, where, we, where the base was, and it's it coming was right, right out of Nissan Stadium. That's
1: right, ladies and gents. So it's a
0: sign. It's, it's a, a sign, sign
1: from
2: God.
0: A they're, they're, I mean,
2: massive rainbow coming right out of Nissan. Oh yeah, I mean... You couldn't draw it up any better if you're the Titans coming off of a big win in week two, a bounce-back win, when God himself puts a rainbow inside of Nissan Stadium just shining down on Mike Grable and Mike Keith. Those ponies got to be scared.
0: For sure. Uh, let's jump right in. We'll, we're will we going to cover a lot of college football, a lot of NFL. We're super pumped. You know, s- Since last week, we've been able to just have a ton of content with football getting started. Um, so I wanted to open up real quick – I mean, for me, college football is my number one. I love all of all sports. I love football in general the most. But college football for me does it. And I love the weekday games, the, the even the Thursday night, the matching on oh, Tuesday yeah. and Wednesday. So the Friday night game, we had UCF and Louisville. Uh, so let's see what happened. So I had actually bet on... I actually had a really good week gambling this week. We'll go over that in a second. But uh, the one game I did lose was I picked UCF. I think minus six and a half. And in this Louisville game, first of all, Louisville continues to just have athletes. They're they not always they're not always the best. I mean, obviously, when you had Teddy Bridgewater and Lamar, obviously they were going off. But you have uh, it yes. always seems like they have some kind of like wide yes. receiver or someone playing quarterback, and that's no different. They have Malik Cunningham, yep, who just continued to make plays with his legs. I mean, UCF just could not get to him most of the time he would just run around and he just he was one of those guys it looked like kyler murray out there Yeah, just he was running just faster around. than everyone else but anyway so it was a great back and forth game i think ucf was down 35 28 and then they went and scored and i was feeling pretty good louisville had the ball ucf bats it up in the air picks it off and actually at that moment i was th- it was late enough in the game where i was thinking well i'm gonna lose this because you know they're just gonna go and kick a field goal because there's yeah. not a lot of time left and they can just run out the clock and kick a field goal But what happens, immediate first play for UCF, Dylan Gabriel throws it, boom, pick Pick six, six. Louisville the other way. And it was just one of those insane, that's why I love kind of those mid-major games, you just never know what you're going to get. You go bat it up in the air, picked by a defensive lineman, next play, pick six for the other team. It was awesome for me. Uh, On another note, I was in... I was in Knoxville this weekend, so I got to finally go to my first college football game in a long time. Got to experience Neyland, although they had a beatdown. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But as far as kind of other big games in college football, what, what did you all kind of see this weekend?
1: I mean, Florida, Alabama, obviously, was a big one. Um, and we were kind of talking about this earlier. I mean, Alabama, they they looked beatable. I mean, it, it, it seems like this year maybe they aren't quite as good. We were talking about how – Oh uh, well, we're wrong every time when we discount Bama, but I don't think it's that they're bad. I just think there are a lot of good teams in college football this year. That especially with the super senior uh, deal here, I think the experience and um, it just seems kinda, like
0: every team's got depth.
1: Yeah, every team has depth. It's just going to be an odd year because we've never had a year like this where every single player gets another year of eligibility no matter what. So I think that's going to have a big effect and some teams are going to surprise a lot of people um, and it's going to be an interesting season. So I'm excited about that.
2: I don't know. I think Alabama is still really good. I think that was one of those games where, you know, Alabama has a big first week. They beat the crap out of Miami and they're feeling good and they're kind of a younger team, if you will. Although, you know, they're still Alabama. They're they're four and five stars all over the field, but they feel good after beating Miami and they're still trying to find their identity outside of being the Alabama football team. This team specifically, all the players together are trying to find their identity and be like, "Hey, not only are we Alabama, but we are a bunch of football players who are really freaking good." Yeah. So I think, you know, this was a really big test for them. This is the first test of their season and I think Florida played really well. They gave him a good game. I think it was one of those things where, like, hey, a lesser team, and I'm not saying Florida's bad, but a lesser team plays up to the competition. Obviously, Alabama's the most talented roster in the entire country, but I still think Alabama's really good. Now, I do agree with you. They look beatable. Yeah. They look beatable, but their offense still seems like it can score at will. Now, I think what might give them trouble down the road and, you know, The end of the season games where, you know, the Iron Bowl or the SEC championship, if they make it, or the college football playoff, their defense might not be as unstoppable as maybe some of the other ones in the past have been for Alabama. But that was a really fun game to watch because it was, it came right down to the wire.
0: No, it definitely did. And I kind of agree with y'all on the fact that, you know, you have. I guess we we don't know what Florida is yet is the only thing. Yeah. I personally think Florida is really still probably really good. I mean, definitely a top two team in the East. I think we would Certainly. all probably agree on that. It's Certainly. either it's either going to be them or Georgia, and Georgia's been looking great uh, so far this year. But you know, I don't know. I think I think it does go back to I think you just have each conference is going to be so deep this year. Yeah, we see it with the SEC. I think I really see it in the Big Ten. I personally, and a lot of people are probably going to disagree with me on this, I think the Big Ten might be the deepest conference in college football. Not necessarily the best, but I look at, you yeah, know, obviously, obviously you yes. have your Ohio State. And then you throw, I mean, Iowa's ranked in the top five right now. I'm I, To me, Iowa's always kind of the same team. Yeah. So, you know, they might rattle off 10 or 11 wins. Or they might rattle off.
1: Yeah, Penn, Eight wins Penn and State, really State not 6, be,
0: too. Yeah, and really not be that different. So, I'm just going to name some teams. Michigan you kinda, 19, Michigan, Michigan State 20. You got them <laughs> all. Yeah, Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa, Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State, Nebraska play, going to play at Oklahoma and giving them a run for their money, you know? Yeah. I mean, I just think with the, I think with the added depth, you just are going to have a lot of teams. When I look at it, I see these teams in a regular year that I'd be thinking – Oh that's a 9 or 10 win team that might end up being, you know, a 6 or 7 win team. Yeah. Which I think is wild, but also I mean it's going to make for a really exciting college football season. And I am of the mind and I agree Alabama's still really good. They're probably yeah. I still think they're the best team in college football, but just to see them go up against a Florida team who I think is still a top team in the SEC, but you know, not I. I could they're see not them losing. They're extremely elite. I don't you know. know if,
2: I don't even know if Flor this year's Florida is better than last year's, and last year's lost four games. I
0: I don't think they're better than last year's, but I think they might match up better this year, if that makes sense. You know, I, sense. I mean, obviously, I'll take Trask and Pitts and Tony against maybe anyone in the SEC this year. Yeah. But you know, you throw in Emory Jones, and you still have all those Florida athletes on a team. I still like him. And I think Dan
2: Mullen is a really good coach.
0: I I do too. I think Dan Mullen's a good coach. Not a big fan of him just because I think he's kind of weird, but
1: his wife
2: is just, she just likes to make out. She's all over the
1: players. players. Yeah, she's always all over the players. Yeah, I don't
2: know. So maybe that's just in the back of his mind all the time. But it doesn't doesn't matter when you put 11 guys on the field. He's still going to be a good coach. And also, I think what you said is right. A lot of the conferences are deep, maybe not the Pac 12 and not the Big 12, is what I was going to say. I don't think those conferences are
0: deep. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm I'm mainly, I think SEC and Big Ten a lot, so that's probably where my mind's yeah. at. But
2: ACC, uh yeah.
0: What about this? I, I don't mean, know. I think the ACC is kind of a sneaky, you know, I think the Big Ten and SEC have a lot of good teams. I think the ACC is usually super top-heavy, but I yeah. think now they've kind of moved up a little bit to where they have a bunch of at least average teams. Yeah. I think UVA we talked about. I think decent. I think they ended up losing by a good bit. To, was it UNC they played? Yeah, play. UNC.
1: But UNC is a good team. And
0: but I I've, I've I watched them play a little bit last week and a little bit this week. And that quarterback they have, I mean, their offense he's, is fun to watch. Sling. You know, he's he stepped in for I think it was Bryce Perkins who was there. Yeah. A year ago, kind of an athletic guy. This guy's a little more of a pocket passer, but he looked to me like he could sling it around. And. Wow, sorry guys, we are watching the Monday night game right now, and we almost just saw yeah, an OBJ we type just saw catch from uh, Cephas. Quintez Cephas. Holy
2: oh. cow! First of that all, that is, is an unreal name. Yeah, Quintez Cephas is a super sick. I mean, that name. was oh, oh my man. gosh! When you guys lit, yeah. see
1: this, you're it's the poster. It was that like never a. Was.
2: It was such a Randy Moss esque catch. I mean, that's exactly, right yeah, that's, that that's exactly like OBJ right there. That's literally exactly the exact
1: thing. But he, just he dropped it, it
2: because yeah, he he's it. a Detroit line. But anyways, back to what you were saying. Would you rather talking about the ACC or maybe you know the Big Ten or Big Twelve? If you want to throw it in there, would you rather have four good teams or like seven average teams in a conference?
0: Um, in what context are you just saying to have okay, so to be able let, to brag on your conference or to have a team in a conference that you have to play against, or what do you uh,
2: I was going to say as a college football fan, like yourself, because this year it seems kind of wide open. With you know, you got teams, you got Oregon out west, you got Alabama and you know Florida and Texas A and M in the SEC. You got Clemson and UNC in the ACC, and you got the Big Ten teams with oh, Ohio State crazy. and Penn State. Iowa. Would you rather? As a college football fan, have you know uh, your conferences be like have four really good teams at the top, and then everybody else is way below? Or would you have like seven average teams who could have a high ceiling?
0: I personally am a fan of chaos in college football, so I'm going to go with as many teams. Like like I said, I don't think so. let, Let me preface this by saying I do still think Alabama and maybe even Georgia. Are great teams. Then in the Big Ten, Ohio State doesn't look like they usually do. They're I think on the cusp still, of great, right? They're because on their defense. Of great, and I, but I also kind of love how the Big Ten is full of just good teams. Mm. You know, good not great, because it's yeah. going to make for a hell of a viewership to oh, watch oh, watch all certainly. these games. I mean, you have no. I mean, I have no idea. As a Nebraska fan, looking at our schedule after seeing how we played against Oklahoma, you know we've got. Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, a lot of uh, Minnesota. Teams. I mean, that's a tough schedule, right? But at the same time, I don't see anyone on the schedule that we can't beat. You know, I'm not saying we're going to – it's going to be hard for us to make a bowl game. But at the same time, those are all winnable games. And I think that's super exciting for the rest of the conference as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. as a fan of Nebraska or, you know, Texas A&M or the Vols, you want to have a team that can. you can look at their schedule and say, hey, we have a chance to win this. We have a chance to win this game against a great team like Alabama. Or, you know, oh my oh my gosh, we'll get to what we just looked up on Google. But you want to have a chance to say we, we could possibly win this game rather than you're a fan of the team and it's like, oh, I, I'm a Penn State fan. We don't really have a chance. This is hypothetical. We don't really have a chance to beat Ohio State or, you know, Iowa this year, you know.
0: If well, you're we, like can, we can maybe say, score yeah. a couple
2: touchdowns, but we're not going to beat them. It's better for all of college football when every fan of whatever team can say, "Hey, we've got a shot in this." And like going back to the big picture, I think this year's wide open. Obviously, you have a couple locks with Georgia and Alabama. Maybe we'll see. We could at be least eating,
0: being up there. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. could
2: be eating our words saying that like those are the top teams, even though you know it's week three. But it, it seems like there could be a lot of teams fighting for those you know, New Year's Six and college football playoff spots.
0: Definitely. I mean, I'm at the point where I don't really know who's going to end up in the playoff just because of what I've seen out of teams like Oklahoma and Ohio State. You know, I still feel pretty confident in teams like Alabama and Georgia. That if, I mean, if they do what they have to do, one of them will end up in the playoff, maybe both of them, right? Yeah. But a team like Ohio State who's already dropped a game, and I'm looking and thinking a team – like Nebraska, not saying they will, but at least has a chance at beating oh, them. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially after seeing them against Minnesota, who's also a good team. But seeing them kind of struggle they can at the lose beginning,
1: to, they can lose to anybody this they year.
0: They might lose. I mean, they could lose to Michigan this year. Who knows? Probably They'll not streak. because Jim Harbaugh can't beat it's Ohio State. Possibly we'll
1: for him, we'll see.
0: But it'll, I, I'm excited to watch it. I think, like you said, it's great for college football. I think it's as we talk about a lot. It's all about money, right? Yeah. So, Having a ton of good teams and a ton of good games is good for revenue and good viewership and people going the games. That was one thing. I'll I'll point this out. I'm pretty pissed still at Vols fans. You know, I went to the Tennessee Tech game and I get it. It's Tennessee Tech. You know, they're not any good yeah. at all. I mean, Vols being fifty-six to nothing. It didn't sounds weird, but didn't necessarily play that great. It just turns yeah. into a you're bigger, faster, stronger in every it, facet it, of the game. Yeah, and
2: you have way more money than that other school.
0: Right? Yeah. Exactly. But, I mean, I went in there, and the whole upper level is just, like, empty, basically.
2: Which just blows my mind, because growing up, you know, as a guy in Nashville, my mom went to Tennessee, you know, the, the Vols weren't always great. They had some good seasons, you know, with the end of Philip Fulmer and a couple of those late 2000s teams. I would always expect Neyland Stadium to be full, no matter who they play. And no matter how, like, good the team is that particular year, that's crazy that the upper bowl at Nealon's not full, even though it is a lower tier team, but still it's weird.
0: Yeah. Well, and I just think with a, with a new head coach, I mean, here's the thing too. I got tickets in the lower bowl for 30 bucks a piece. I probably could have gotten even cheaper if I would have waited a little longer. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, you know, that means you could have gotten an upper bowl ticket for 10 bucks or something. You and know, I'm. I'm and just thinking, you're
2: thinking. Go see Hypel. Go, go see the new go, office. Go
0: support the new team. Go to there, a right? sports
2: game after being locked in your house for two. years. Right. That's yeah. what I'm
0: thinking. I don't. I don't understand. It doesn't that. make
2: any sense. Well, then
0: I saw a stat uh, later that s- someone pointed out that the big house at Michigan hasn't had under a hundred thousand people in attendance in years, or I, it was. Yeah. An, it was a super long time. And I'm just thinking. I mean, they've had years where they're not excited. I mean, they're not super excited now since Harbaugh's been kind of not, hasn't been as impressive. Very average, you know. And they play FCS teams and teams that suck, and people are going to that game. That's because
2: there's nothing to do in Michigan.
0: No, I was about to point that out. (laughs) I hate that tape so much because as a Nebraska fan, people always point that out for Nebraska having the sellout streak. Since nineteen sixty-two. What else is
1: there to do in Nebraska, though? it doesn't matter. What <laughs>
0: what else is there to do in the state of Mississippi, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama? That's my point. Like, that's true. Yeah, I, I mean, Knoxville
1: is one of the few like actual like there's a city.
0: I get yeah, but I mean, there. I mean, Lincoln, Nebraska is a city. Like, it, it is a cool city. I'm that, the whole take just annoys me. I'm you're you're trying to argue <laughs> because. Nebraska is saying, hey, we've got great fans and it's like, oh, well, that's not really that impressive. Well, it kind of is. It kind of is because there's a lot of other people and a lot of podunk towns yeah. that don't have anything to do, that aren't going to football, <laughs> that aren't selling out the stadiums. That is very true. I've been to the state of Mississippi. I mean, no offense, but I've been to a half-full Ole Miss game. Yeah,
1: the, it, the Ole Miss, their students are terrible about going to the games.
0: Well, it's they leave. They, def- they, def- and they because they all so black
2: out, by, out yeah. of the Grove before the games. Yeah, so, Well, I was, also was, also
0: was going to the defend them a little bit because, yeah, they put the students in the worst possible spot, which is dumb yeah. because... That stadium is not usually full no. unless Alabama comes to town or something. Yeah. So you could definitely put them in a more in a better place. Put uh, them on the other uh, side. Put I them on know. the other end. I don't
2: know. I mean, I went to every Texas A&M home game as a student, and let me tell you, when it's a noon kickoff in September in College Station, Texas, the entire student section is in the sun, and it it feels like you have Hades himself dumping lava on your face for a three and a half hour football game. So. Maybe I don't know. Maybe at Ole Miss they're just a bunch of you know weak-minded people who can't handle the heat. But you know, for us Aggies, we can handle the sun.
0: I respect that. No, I don't. I mean, I don't hate that either. I'm just. I saying, can handle
1: the sun as of all.
0: My my main point anyway is there's plenty of other little towns that don't have anything to do. With yeah, the I, bet, I bet. I bet
2: Deion it. Sanders is filling up Jackson State's. Stadium. He
1: probably is. They they just beat uh, TSU with Eddie George and uh, Jeff Fisher.
0: Dang! What a clash. Yeah. What's Jeff Fisher coaching?
1: He's a he's an assistant. Okay. He's a, or an advisor. Yeah. I, yeah advisor. That makes sense. Okay. He's an advisor. I Andy. knew he was
0: on the staff. I didn't know yeah. for sure what he was doing. Any. Uh, let's talk about. So there was another big game. We had Penn State and Auburn was the I believe yeah. it was the game day game right? Yeah, I think that's it. was. They did the out in Happy Valley. Great game. Penn State ended up coming out on top. Um, That was another game I bet on, actually. Cha-ching for Penn State. Anyway, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, and this is a problem in college football that has been talked about the past couple weeks. We saw a targeting call in that Penn State-Auburn game by one of the, I believe it was one of the Auburn linebackers. Penn State guy diving for the end zone. There's no other way to tackle him. There's no other way to stop him. Auburn guy just, I mean, and he didn't even really, it wasn't, really that violent or anything, you know, Auburn guy dives Yeah,
1: to try and stop him at the goal line.
0: I think he hit him just with his shoulder, too. I don't even think it was really textbook targeting or anything, either. it was weird. And, I mean, he stops him, and they call targeting. And the whoever it was, I saw him on Twitter later tweet and just said, what am I supposed to do? Like, Just let him score? (laughs) And I totally agree with that. We have to find out a way. First of all, I'm (laughs) – There has to be a healthy move. I have probably an unpopular take with some with this. I don't care about targeting at all. My thought process is: these guys sign up to play football. I agree. You're gonna they know I mean, the risk, and yeah. a lot
1: of players have have come out and said things like that. Look, we know the risk. We're getting paid millions of dollars to do this.
0: I'm, and I'm all for uh, protecting defenseless players. Yeah, like a wide receiver coming across the middle and just getting blindside decked. I get that because he's not even that could
1: like paralyze. Well,
0: it's, yeah. he's defenseless, right? He has nothing else he can really do about that. But for me, if you're a ball carrier. I don't think if there you're should be any. you on. You got two guys going up against each other. I mean, you are a ball carrier at that point. You can. Well, and the problem is, is they can lower their head yeah. to kind of initiate they, that. If,
1: even if they initiate the contact with yeah. their head, if it's helmet to helmet, literally, it's
2: automatically on the defense targeting. One of the most popular phrases in all of football is, oh, the ball carrier lowers his shoulder, yeah, and you can't really lower your shoulder without lowering your head. Your so, head is I mean,
1: connected, or your neck is. It's connected It's just a to
2: part of football, man. What yeah. are you gonna do? Are we gonna call Elon Musk? Here, here's an idea that I just thought of. Are we gonna call Elon Musk to create a helmet for a defensive player that when he gets within one yard of the ball carrier, airbags deploy on the outside of the helmet, so you, you can hit him in the head, but it's just less painful. I think, that I, would be I think cool. I just did something. I
0: think, uh, Reese, I think kind you like may scrum have cap. said this either to me or maybe it was on one of our podcasts. But we talked about here's the thing the NCA, they're not that concerned with safety because we talked about it. You see in practice these guys wearing those big foam caps on yeah. top of their helmets. What's it for? It's for safety. Well, why don't they wear those during the games? Make it safer. Because they look stupid.
1: Yeah, because they look stupid and no one wants to pay to see them. Yeah, Yeah.
0: and they get all
2: sweaty and gross. Yeah,
0: Yeah, we're going to see
1: dudes knock each other out and
2: hit the hell out of each other. Also, you you would lose the appeal of a painted helmet. What are you going to do? Paint foam? All the
1: alternate uniforms and all that stuff would kind of be ruined if you weren't able to change your helmet.
2: But in helmet technology, let me tell you, is improving at a very fast rate. There, there are some companies that are doing some amazing things and creating helmets that are a lot more safe than, you know, the old plastic shells of, you know, yeah, the, the early balls. 2000s and the 90s. So, I don't know. I, I obviously don't think players should be able to hit head-to-head on purpose like a spear tackle or something. But football plays, you got to be able to, like, review it and, I don't know, make some sort of judgment call. Something has to be changed. I don't know what it yeah. is. They don't pay me to decide that.
0: It's funny you talk about kind of helmet technology as well cuz that is true right the helmet technology is insanely better than it was when we were kids I think back yeah. to when I was playing little league football Blaze the helmet the helmet I had was and just looking piece at a well I mean it was normal it was it wasn't just yeah. like a fishbowl you know I had padding in there and everything but I remember even getting up and going into middle school and getting at, at the time one of the big helmets was the DNA helmet, the shot yeah, DNA yeah, the shred and going and looking at that DNA and first of all it just looked sick. Everyone but at the thought same time so cool. they had all this extra padding, they had every and I'm just thinking, I mean, guys were surviving. I mean, right I mean, football players get brain damage, right? I mean, that's from playing football for thirty, 30 years, years. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of inevitable. Not for everyone, obviously, not everyone ends up with it, but it's become a problem. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, I mean, you're like we said, you're kind of signing up You know what you're getting into, and it's, a lot of these guys have said that themselves. Well, it's a it's a high risk job. That's why you're getting paid so much. It's you're getting paid because it's so entertaining, but at the same time you're risking your health and your life. It's the same thing for any dangerous job out there, working out where, you know, there's a high risk of injury, those guys get paid more, you know?
2: Yeah, I operate forklifts. That's dangerous.
0: Exactly. There you go. Shout out all the forklift drivers out yeah, there. Respect. I don't know. I'm Targeting has always been a problem with me. I'd be fine if they just completely took it out. I'm fine with keeping something to keep defenseless players safe. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're a ball carrier, you're right on, going one-on-one right on one with line. the guy, you're, I mean, get out of the way. Don't let the guy hit you. Lower your head. Protect yourself. It's on you at that point. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, that guy's coming to tackle you. He's coming to hit you. That's the game. That's what football is. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm going to cover, I'm going to talk real quick about that Nebraska game just because it was awesome, almost really awesome for me.
2: Martinez, Heisman watch? Honestly. Oh, <laughs> uh, come <laughs> no, on. <what? laughs> no way. What are you talking <laughs> so about? Back it up, back it up. If you think so, let's go.
0: I'm just, okay, so he's on track right now. They lost First to of Illinois. Off, he's in – eight. yeah, that sucks. You can't – He's going to have to – no, he can come back from that. I mean, players – They'd who, have to win out. Play, no, I mean, players who have won like nine games before have won the Heisman. You don't have to always win every – I mean, he's not – I'm not saying he's going to. I'm saying he could – has a chance to be on the watch list, you know, be in the top right, ten.
1: well, I guess that's fair.
0: Because – so, after his crappy performance against Illinois, he's kind of bounced back. I know he hasn't played the best uh, opponents until this week when he really balled out against Oklahoma. Yeah. He is on track, I believe, to have over 3,000 passing yards, around 900 rushing yards. Um, But did anyone think Oklahoma's
1: defense was going to be good?
0: uh, They have – their two defensive linemen lead the nation in quarterback pressures. Yeah. So, I mean – and my thing is, if you've watched Nebraska at all, we have learned – I was hoping it would be better this year. Adrian Martinez has no offensive line. He finally has kind of some weapons that he can get the ball to that that was – that seems to have been what his problem was the last couple of years. He didn't have anyone to get the ball to. But I mean, you see him half the time he's out scrambling, scrambling and throwing on the run and doing a good job. Anyway, yeah, I'm not gonna come out and say he's going to New York or anything, but I think he could I mean he might he could end up being one of the top three quarterbacks in the conference for sure.
1: Yeah. Maybe even
0: maybe even the best depending on how Stroud ends up doing and I don't know, guys like uh, I think Tanner Morgan's still at Minnesota. Seems like yeah. he's been there for
2: a Yeah,
0: maybe. I'm not super impressed with Mertz, but we'll see. Anyway, I'll get I'll get away from that. Uh Nebraska, I can't get super mad. You know, it, it sucks because the kicking game kind of screwed them a little bit. They missed two field goals and got an extra point blocked and returned to the house. You know, if you capitalize on those <laughs> <That's> tough. <laughs> if you capitalize <laughs> on tough. those, you're up. But I can't I'm not gonna say a lot of people were saying, Oh, well if we would have done that we would have won, but also at the same time, it's a totally different game, right? You know, I was just really proud of seeing that team kind of fight against... I don't, I don't care if they only beat Tulane by a few points. It's still one of the best teams in the country. So that proved to me that Nebraska has a chance to beat anyone on their schedule. And I hope they do. I hope they can finish strong.
2: And that goes back to what we were saying. You want to have a team that you root for that can be like, oh yeah, you know what? We can give the best team in the conference a game.
0: The best stat I saw too... One thing, we weren't really sure how – I wasn't super sure how good the Nebraska defense was. It's improved each year since Frost has been there, since he's had Shenander, the Demon's coordinator, who's done an awesome job. We, uh, I think – so what did we lose? We lost 24 to 16? 23, uh, 23, to, 23 16. to 16. And uh, apparently that's the first time, I want to say in like 65 games, that Oklahoma has been held to less than 27 points. Wow. Wow. That so, is
2: saber metrics.
0: Yeah, you can talk about them kinda of dropping the ball against Tulane, but they still scored, you know, forty points against Tulane. So I was super pumped to their defense and I think I don't I mean, I know there's all these high powered offenses. The Big Ten is different because outside of Ohio State, really a lot of those teams are gonna kinda of try to grind you out, so having yeah. a good defense is really gonna help help them out a lot for yeah. sure.
2: The Big Ten plays more in the trenches.
0: Right. They like to play especially They at, don't
2: spread out as much as the other conferences. No. No. And I, I will say Which this, I love.
0: November football in the Big Ten is different. I'll just say that getting different. some Big Ten games in the snow. Oh yeah, just some, I mean, I remember Adrian Martinez freshman year, Nebraska, Michigan State in the snow. Nebraska won nine to six. Yeah, because like, pretty- you couldn't you couldn't really do anything. Yeah, you c- it was you could barely pass the ball. I mean, I think Adrian Martinez that's how he sealed the game. He threw a pass to Stanley Morgan over the middle, and he just fell down with the ball because you couldn't even run in the snow and the ice. But anyway. So, I'm, I'm excited for that team. We'll see how they do. Um, I made a bet at the beginning of the year before the season started on Nebraska over six wins. Six flat. So, if they get six, don't lose anything. But, love to see them get to seven and five. It's going to be tough, though, like we said. Uh, pretty tough schedule, but pretty beatable, still. Anyway. Also, uh, we won't talk too much about Tennessee. but Pretty straightforward. You were
2: at the game, so. Yeah. yeah,
0: I was at the game. They took care of business. I, um, Joe Milton didn't play. Hooker played, and... I'm just not super impressed with anyone, yeah. on that, with any any quarterback on that team, I should not say. Not really. And even the running backs didn't do anything super impressive. Yeah,
1: the score was much bigger than I feel like the game actually was. We just kind of slowly chipped away at them. And,
0: it sounds funny, but we just kind of kept scoring. Yeah. Nothing crazy was going on,
2: but... Dude, who cares? When you see 56 points on the stat sheet, that it feels good.
0: And yeah. I totally agree with that. Um... I, I hate these UT fans that are just knocking it off as nothing, kind of, because yeah,
2: we, we Pruitt wouldn't have put up 50. Cents. I mean, when they lost to Georgia State and BYU, I mean, no,
0: you'd probably yeah, rather have a game this. where
2: the offense or the defense doesn't look as great, but you score 50 points and you win a game you're supposed to.
0: Right. I will never be mad with taking care of business. Let's put it that way. I wasn't upset about Bowling yeah. Green. I'm not upset about Tennessee Tech. I'm just looking at it as. Next week against Florida is going to be interesting. I don't, I don't see it working out too well for them. No, you know, and here's the thing: trap game. It turns into maybe for Florida. You're saying, yes. I mean, and I would say more so. Hey, if Milton comes out and is playing, I mean, all it takes. We talked about it last week. Maybe he just gets hot. Maybe he can be streaky. You know, some of those deep balls he just plants. I don't (laughs) know. I mean, the receivers are getting open. I and I think the receivers receivers will continue to get open, but. I don't know. I'm not super pumped about it, but I did want to talk about this. I saw a bunch of Vol fan I follow a bunch of Vol Twitter accounts um, the best and there've been base talks- on Twitter. <laughs> there've been what did you say? I said the
2: best fan base on oh, Twitter. No, I, I think every other fan base on Twitter would say you're the worst. Yeah. Okay, yeah, the I most agree. entertaining. <laughs> yes, though, the most
0: sure. entertaining. Anyway, um, so there's been talks of Tennessee pulling out black jerseys, all black. Yes. Black helmet black jerseys, black pants, uh, probably around Halloween, we assume. Spooky. And the amount of fans I've seen that are so against it because it messes with tradition just baffles me. And I think it's the dumbest take I can hear. Like To say you don't want to wear an alternate jersey for one game because it screws with tradition and it's you can't take pride. People are talking way. about they're not going to be able to take pride in their team. They, they have too much respect for tradition to be able to do that. Oh, we just saw Aaron Rodgers throw a bomb to Devonte Adams. Yeah, that, that helps my fantasy dime. team. But no, dime.
2: okay. Let me let me. I was listening to uh, a local radio station last week, and they were talking with I think you know some guy who works for the University of Tennessee Athletic Department, and is you know, you know, he's in charge of you know. Something there. And he was, they asked him about uniforms. They're like, hey, are we going to see any alternates or some variation in the stuff? He's like, you know what? You might. I don't have anything definitive to tell you at the moment, but there could be some exciting things happening with Tennessee and their uniforms as far as the football team goes. Because he said that Tennessee, in the past, in their entire history with athletics, they have been an innovative team as far as maybe materials go or new logos oh, or pushing the envelope of what, you know, tradition means and i think if you don't have a little bit of variation every now and then it gets stagnant and boring like maybe there aren't people up in the top bowls of tennessee because it's so boring like it's been such a streamlined thing you know of mediocrity for the vols the past decade that you know maybe they need a little bit of pep in their step and black uniforms might do that
0: well and they're also one of the i believe what is it they're like a nike pro team don't they kind of I think you get a little extra access, or maybe get, like a, that. get some extra Oh, yeah.
2: Nike could create yeah. a dang invisible uniform for the balls if they wanted
1: oh, to. Oh, yeah. We bring in so much money for them that, I mean, we could do whatever.
0: Well, and I didn't realize it till after we had gotten rid of them, but the smoky gray uniforms, which I loved, uh, especially when we switched to Nike, the smoky grays yeah, got they really, really badass. cool. I didn't realize how many fans were against those because yeah, they messed of with tradition. Were. And I loved them. And the players loved them. That's the main thing. Yeah. I remember uh, when we first had them with Adidas. They still look pretty cool, but we had, like, white helmets with them, so it looked a little Mm -hmm. off. But I I remember going there on – it was the first year they had them. And on senior night, they asked the seniors what uniforms they wanted to wear, and they came out and said they wanted to wear the Smoky Grace because they loved them. They thought it was the coolest jersey, and they wanted to get to wear it again because they weren't going to get to wear it, obviously, because they were graduating. And I think that's kind of the major pull with jerseys. I mean, besides just looking cool, it gets the players a little excited. Yeah, I mean,
1: something I, to get excited
0: about. I, I get not wanting players to be worried about what they're wearing. I understand that, but at the same time, you're at a day and age where stuff like that, like apparel, team gear uniforms and everything that's a recruiting pitch yeah right? exactly when you have recruits come to visit tennessee you know what they want they want to try on that smoky gray uniform and take a picture in it because that's yeah, the big you thing. you always right see
1: now. those pictures when the smoke's coming out the sides and they're yelling right at the camera and they've got the vols gear on and everything the players love that the recruits love
2: that they're style. wearing gold chains and they're doing the newest tiktok dance you know new guys out of high school they want to look cool they want to have swag When Alabama wins all the time, who gives a damn what they wear? Like the players aren't gonna be mad if Alabama doesn't have an alternate. Clemson is kind of the same way. But if you're But even Clemson
0: has I mean it's traditional, but they at least yeah, they have purple, purple,
2: which they will pull out sometimes. But if even if you're a big program like uh, that school in Austin, Michigan, Ohio State, all those schools, Georgia, Florida, they have alternate uniforms they will wear, you know, once in a blue moon. Ohio and I think State's that's attractive out. to recruits.
0: That's the thing. Ohio State's pulled out tons of alternate uniforms yeah. that look sick, and no one has a problem with that. Let me tell you right now, I don't care what your thoughts are. Ohio State is second to none when it comes to football tradition. You know, yeah. Ohio State is the one team in my lifetime. That I believe has never been bad since I've been alive. Yeah, I've seen even Alabama was bad at a time. Yeah, we're young. Alabama was bad. Ohio State has never been bad and has plenty of national championships, Heisman winners to back it up. You know, it's kind of just unfair. And we look at a team. You think of a team like Oregon. You know, Oregon has been able to kind of, for the most part, they they had a couple down years, I guess, but for the most part, has a good football program going there. Yeah. But one of their major pulls, especially because the Pac-12 isn't as popular as it used to be, is the fact that. They have so much Nike. Nike. Yeah, they have everything. Well, they have just the biggest connection, and they can kind yeah. of get whatever they want. That's a huge pull outside of facilities and everything. You know, being able to have all those different jerseys and all this cool gear. Yeah, they I mean, high school kids, crazy high school jerseys. kids go on a recruiting trip there, and you they think, think about
1: that stuff. Like, think, think about when you're seventeen,
0: 17, sick... 18 years
2: old. Like,
0: think about all this free cool stuff I can uh, yeah. get. I mean, that's. I mean, that's true. I
2: mean, look at Oregon. They've built a brand off of having the most outlandish uniforms. You know, they I mean really that's have. that's been their staple. Like, it's silly if you're a Tennessee fan and you're like, no, oh, no, God. no, we can't change anything because that's not tradition. It's dumb.
0: Yeah, I mean Tennessee fans. If that's if you have a problem with that, I feel like that's something you got to get over. Especially, I mean, I'm pumped to see them. I think they're going to look sick. Yeah. I think honestly, they'll probably look. I, I'm thinking they're going to look exactly the same as the Smoky Grays.
1: Just yeah, black. I hope so.
0: But that's that's cool of me. It. and I would it. be. I mean, I'd be ecstatic if they brought back the Smoky Grays because I think they looked awesome, and I think especially in basketball and baseball actually still wears them. Yeah. Baseball wore them last yeah. year, and, they and looked how could
2: awesome. you be mad about the Smoky Grays and call it like non traditional? Tennessee, the the university, it's in the almost in the damn Smoky Mountains. Like what what is there not to love about that?
0: Well, and I think Gray actually used to be. No, it's a legit a color. No, before. it is yeah. it is a
2: legitimate school like sponsored color. That is yeah. one of the Vols. Colors yeah. in their palette of colors to choose from, and it wasn't recently added so that they could do that. It's been there for a while.
0: Yeah, and I've, I've heard some people talk about like we don't play as good in them or something, and
2: that has no effect.
0: First of all, that really. has no effect. Second yeah. of all, I saw us beat Florida for the first time in yeah twelve years or whatever it was in them. I've seen us beat Georgia and got broken. Yeah, that was awesome. shadow yeah, also Yeah, got first, his first uh, first catch and being, Yeah, first catch and first touchdown at the same time yesterday. Uh, anyway, that's that was kind of my take. I had to go on a little rant on that because I just don't I don't understand that. Um, I I just don't think wearing an alternate jersey for one game is gonna br- break your tradition or stop people lo- make people lose pride in their university. That just sounds yeah. ignorant to me.
1: No, I agree. I agree. Um, I know we're we're probably about to go to the NFL here, but there was one last college team that I wanted to cover. Um, some of you pay dirters, nuggets. Remember last week, Kevin Kelly and the Presbyterian Blue Hose um, H- were H O S E. Yes, H O S E were running through N A I A teams, crushing them, throwing up eighty burgers. on Never,
2: them. never kick, never punt. They, this was go the
1: team. Yeah, Kevin Kelly was the guy who, back in high school, his teams never punted. They always went for two. They always did an onside kick. They played their first legit, I guess you could say legit opponent this weekend, Campbell, yes. because they are F- FCS, yes. they are a Division One school, and Presbyterian lost seventy-two to zero.
0: I you I gotta go back, back and like watch not that a game. good look
1: seventy two to zero their quarterback threw six picks not a good Where, look for I want
0: to know too was it all, I wish we could find out I I really want to go watch this game now because were they all in like fourth and twenties and they just walked them in or something because that would be that's when it would the whole athletic department has to start yeah. thinking uh, maybe this wasn't a good idea
1: <laughs> yeah they uh, it was they, fun while it lasted. <laughs> So, Campbell scored pretty quick. They had 21 in the first quarter and 28 in the second quarter. Came out to a big lead uh, very, uh, very yeah, quickly. Yeah, small
2: 49 Yeah, 49-0. 49-0.
1: The um, and then they kind of called off the dogs a little bit, um, but did have a safety in the uh, third quarter as well. So, really, in all facets, Presbyterian was terrible. Maybe Kevin Kelly's strategy might not work, but... Hey, let's give him some time. This is his first year in college football. He, he needs some time to turn this program around. Presbyterian literally was considered the worst team in Division One football. So,
0: well, and I'll also say when you see a score like that, it's got to be you just don't have the players, right? Yeah, I mean that's got to be kind of the biggest thing. When you lose seventy-two to nothing to someone, it's not all coaching. You know, it's you just don't have. You're either just way smaller, way slower, or you don't. Maybe you're maybe they got something. COVID. Maybe.
1: I don't know. I, don't know. I will say, I wish,
0: I wish Scott Frost would have used the uh, Kevin Kelly method a few times this past weekend on, especially on those, for on those missed field goals. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been, that would have been huge, especially, you know, you're on that side of the field. Who knows what could have happened. And we were making long third down conversions. Maybe we could have made someone fourth down. I don't know. But anyway, we'll head over. Uh, well also I would have liked to see maybe Mike Vrabel starts using that. We'll talk about that later. Um, As I guess, well, I shouldn't say he should use that because we did have a good, somewhat good kicking performance, actually. Fat
2: Randy. Uh, Compared to the last three years, yes, it was fantastic.
0: fantastic. Anyway, yeah, we'll we'll transfer over kind of into the NFL. Uh, Some of the big games we saw, some of the performances... What was kind of the big day game, I guess, for y'all? Did y'all see, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the Titans in a second, but besides that, did y'all see any day games that really I stuck mean, out to you?
1: not day games, but I wanted to quickly talk about the Thursday night game, the yeah. Washington football team oh, yeah. and Giants game. That game was crazy with the kind of phantom offsides, neutral zone infraction call.
2: Uh, oh, yeah, Dexter
0: I, Lawrence. Yeah, did
1: anyone- I felt, it looked like he was he timed it literally perfectly.
0: I was going to say that. So I saw that originally. I saw it in full speed, and I went, "Oh yeah, uh, he's yeah, offside." It was awesome. But then someone pointed out this slow it down. slow motion and said, "No, this guy timed it, it perfectly, got the literally, perfect jump. yeah, and the it was perfect
1: jump." And I guess they couldn't go back because the 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 football team got another kick and nailed it. And, I know.
0: They, I, they, di- they I didn't beat. think about that at the beginning, and then seeing that replay, I thought, "Man, that sucks." He did get the perfect jump on it. It reminded me of the uh, Josh Kalu against the Chiefs a few years ago, yeah, where a man, lot he thought he was yeah. offsides. Where yeah. it was literally just the perfect. Yeah. It was the perfect jump. You just that was so you kind of you, you gamble on it. Sometimes essentially. sometimes the stars sometimes align.
2: So but yeah. Taylor Heineke big game for the football team.
0: Yeah. Good for He'd him, too. And they,
1: Fitzpatrick got hurt, obviously, and they needed the the backup to come in.
0: And they asked him, too, at the end of the game, if he expected to be the starter going forward, and he said absolutely. And, you know, good good for him. A guy who was in – I believe he was in the XFL yeah, two years ago. And,
1: and hey, he, he almost beat uh, – we forget last year they won their division and almost beat Brady in the first round.
0: That's the thing. No, he can play for sure. Uh, I, Heineke can play. I like Heineke. I like the way he plays. He's a gutsy player for sure. And,
2: guys – Uh, I know the Giants lost, but Daniel Jones... Had the most rushing yards He has on some
1: wheels He has some wheels It's crazy how fast he if,
2: is If you remember They He's like, Well
1: fallen f- Right on his face But he's fast Last yeah.
2: year Next gen stats Told us that Daniel Jones Was the fastest player In the NFL Ahead of Lamar Jackson I, No
1: I believe it That dude can move Wait really Yes, yes. I
0: yes. didn't know that like he, It's Did insane Did he, like, he hit a top speed Or something He, 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 he hit running? some
2: like Or maybe not the p- player But fastest quarterback Because he had a top speed Faster than any other quarterback Yeah like he, Remember that one one big oh run he gosh, had, where and it was like tell. he had it. He was taken to the house, and then he tripped on a dandelion or something. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that. But, yeah, that I do think, is Saquon Barkley, is he washed?
0: Or is he just not that good?
2: <laughs> yeah. I, it looks like, I don't know, something about him this year. Now, trust me, I hate when guys get injured. It, it sucks for, you know, the game and also for them personally. Like, I would never wish that on anybody, but, like, Maybe he's coming off of injury and he's just not as good. But his legs look smaller this year. You know how everybody's yeah, like, oh, oh my gosh, Saquon tru-tron. Barkley has the biggest quads on the planet. But they look smaller this year, and I think that might be yeah. why he's not as good. Um, and another game that
1: I quickly just wanted to gloss over was how everyone was getting so hyped up on Jameis Winston and the Saints. Well, they just got crushed 26-7 to by Darnold and the Panthers. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting this weekend.
0: Jameis kind of looked like the Jameis we were used to. Yeah,
1: so maybe his LASIK didn't work as well as we thought it did.
0: Well, it was funny because last week it was actually the opposite Jameis we were used to because although he threw for five touchdowns, I believe, he had 20 he only attempts. threw for uh, <laughs> 148 yards yeah. or something, so... Maybe maybe that's the recipe. Maybe it's not let them yeah. try to get. I, I don't know how you do that though. Were they just? Do you just run the ball and hope your defense gets you in great field position every I time? That's kind, of, that's kind of asking a lot. But I don't know, J- Jameis. He's he is what he is. You're kind of. We're just yeah. going to get to see what he does this season. He's going to be all over be the place. It's going to be fun to follow the Saints. I think he'll have a game where he throws for you know 400 yards and four touchdowns, and he'll he'll have another game where he does the same thing, but he throws five picks while he does it. You know, yeah. it's just. You never know what you're going to get with them. And it'll be, like you said, yeah, very exciting to watch, I'm sure. A game I saw, too, uh, the Arizona Cardinals Vikings, held yes, off the Vikings. game. That, that was a Vikings, really fun game to watch. The Vikings may be more than the Titans. Kickers, man, just kill them. Yeah. And I know yesterday was a uh, regular season game, but they've had it happen in the, just Blair crucial, Walsh,
1: when was that, 2014 or 2015? Something like that. Just They've in had the playoffs. It in, like, crucial yeah.
0: moments, so.
1: I mean, yeah, I feel bad for the Vikings. I know. I, f-
0: I do feel for them because their offense, I mean, Kirk Cousins I think threw for four touchdowns. Um,
2: yeah, Kirk Cousins looked like really good in the first half.
0: I mean, people forget. I think ah, – I'm not going to throw a ranking on him actually, but I, I think Kirk Cousins is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL and I think he gets – you have a lot of people who are very up and down on him. We, I mean, when he got that contract originally that was like $80 million guaranteed, I thought that was ridiculous. But, yeah. you know, he's come out, and he he usually slings it around pretty well. So
1: Yeah. No, I think Kirk Cousins is definitely underrated, and who knows? Maybe uh, the Vikings will pick it up. They've kind of been in the oh, They've the, just been the, in, the like, Dumpster.
2: purgatory for yeah, the last, like, five years because they're kind of they good, but they're kind of not. Yeah, they'll I mean, be Kirk, good, uh, but it just
0: no. won't be enough. They're kind of the When Keenum
2: was
1: there, like, uh, when they yeah. went to the NFC Championship yeah. and, like,
0: all well, that crazy stuff. And besides that year, I'd say they're almost kind of the opposite of the Titans have been the past couple years, where the Titans have like ten games that are one score games or game winning drives, and yeah. they win those games. The Vikings, Vikings are, are the opposite. Yeah,
2: they, yeah, and they they did it to the Vikings
0: last year. Yeah. We well, could yeah. beat them, yeah. beat them by one. Yeah, and you know what? That you you can look at that and say, oh, they're almost there, or they're almost you know they're almost as good as that team or that team. But that really is. I mean, that's what separates you from being a good team and a bad team. Yeah. I remember in college I had a I had a buddy who was Vanderbilt's equip one of their equipment managers and he tried to tell me he said we're, I mean, we should be 10 and 2. <laughs> and obviously, oh I laughed God. at him. But then he started saying all these things that almost happened. And I said, Well, yeah, but that's, that's what makes you a bad team. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a con- game of inches. Congrats. You only lost by one score in four games. But that's, I mean, that's what separates yeah. you. Yeah, the great teams in the NFL. Especially in the NFL, where most games are going to be close. Most right?
1: games are going to be close because, I mean, every team is full of incredible professional athletes. And every team can beat any team on any given night. So, I mean, it, it, it's what makes the NFL so much fun to watch because there's so much parody. And, uh, yeah, I, I, that's why
2: out. I love the NFL, because any team can beat the other team yeah. on any given weekend. The Jaguars, the, could, the Jaguars can beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like and it, could, it could happen. And, yeah, yeah, it could happen. That's, that's what makes the NFL so awesome. And just going back to that game before we move on to the next one, I don't know... What I'm gonna to have to do, but I'm, I might have to eat my words. Kyler Murray might be good. No, he might good. be really, really, really he's good. Definitely good. I've got a stat for you right here. With his third touchdown pass Sunday, Kyler Murray became the first player in NFL history with three plus passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown in each of his team's first two games of the season. That's impressive. That's I mean, he And nobody else has ever done that.
0: He I mean in college obviously he was a video game player in college he yeah, still there's is. there's not a there's not many guys I can say that about besides probably him Lamar Jackson Patty Mahomes yeah literal yeah. video game players where they just Russell Wilson's kind of it's, it's there when too. you're playing when you're playing NCAA football, but you're only playing on the varsity level, and you yeah. roll out all and the way to the right, and then around. you throw it all the way across the field. You know, yeah. there's only a few guys who can do that, and those yeah. guys can do it in real and it, life. And
2: it's not fair that he has DeAndre Hopkins to throw to. Yeah, like. DeAndre Hopkins will catch everything, and Kyler Murray can just yeet the ball halfway across the field and DeAndre he's Hopkins will catch it. He's got A.J. Green, DeAndre Christian Kirk. Yeah, and I mean, AJ, A.J. Green is... Maybe, he's still good. He might be having a revival. We'll see. Yeah,
1: he was pretty bad Christian last Kirk year. Christian Kirk is really
2: but... awesome. And they have Rondale Moore and that guy yeah. from Purdue. That guy is... He's, he's fun to watch. He had that one wide open catch. There was nobody within 30 yards of him, and they scored. And he kind of like... Every time I see Rondale Moore catch the ball, it's like I feel like I'm looking at Kyler Murray because yeah, they i was going to say the same thing. They both have single digit numbers and they both like kind of move the same way and they're tiny. I don't know, it's, it's
0: If you put Kyler Murray in a number 4 or whatever Rondale is, if you put him in a number 4 jersey and throw him in the slot, probably no one would even I, no I one would, would even question it. would it. look the exact same.
2: But yeah, I don't I don't know if the Cardinals are for real. Um, but so far they've been really fun to watch and that was a great game.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, one thing or I guess a few things that happened over the weekend. Young QBs had a rough yes. weekend for the most part. Zach Wilson. <laughs> Mr. INT, as the yeah. uh, Patriots <laughs> tweeted out. And that's one I don't that's think he's going to be. He's not going to be living that down, though. There, he's Mr. He just R-N-T. earned himself a, a nickname until he Ugh. proves otherwise. I mean, he was. He threw. I yeah, had four. I had the New England uh, defense on my fantasy team, so I was feeling real good with those four picks. Oh, man.
2: And I just saw the stat about his interceptions. All four of his interceptions, he wasn't even being pressured by the defense.
0: Oh, that's tough. tough. That is
2: not a good look if you're a Jets fan.
0: That's Dang. bad. And that's then we also, bad. I mean, we saw Tua got hurt. So that, Bills came in and kind of ran the Dolphins. Besides them, I'm trying to think of who Jacoby else. Jacoby Brissett. He well, I mean, kind
2: of might be better than
0: Tua, honestly. I don't think Tua I do He didn't
2: even look good before no. he got hurt. I just kind
0: of kept. I just kept up with the score. I didn't really get to see that game a whole lot.
1: And I mean, a huge thing was the Ravens taking down the Chiefs, though, stopping them on a big fourth down. Oh yeah, stopping them on a big fourth down, and I mean that was crazy. Nobody picked the Ravens. In no, that yeah, game. we can
0: talk about. So that that Sunday night game that happened last night, I stayed up and watched that, and it was a great game. And look. I'm I'm not a fan of the Lam- people trying to tell me Lamar can't throw. I mean I I've, I've seen Lamar make great throws, so I'm not gonna be the one who says that. Yeah, I mean he might be inconsistent sometimes, but he kept doing the jump pass last night, and yeah. it was working. Oh, that, that for jump the most pass was part. so fun. It was well, and it wasn't just like a Tebow jump no. pass. It was jump throw it yeah, thirty yards it. downfield launch and it it. be on the money. And then obviously you know the, he got in a groove where. Here's what I love: what John Harbaugh does with Lamar. Is what the Titans kind of tried to not let Vince Young do. Which before I get any farther, Lamar is heads and shoulders above Vince Young. But same same kind of situation. The Titans kind of tried to turn Vince Young into a pocket passer at times. Yeah, John Harbaugh, he if if. Lamar's having a bad game. He's He basically is like, hey, let's get you some read options and get you in a rhythm. And yeah, he let plays you kind of to run
2: Lamar's strengths, which yeah. is what you should do if you have yeah, a guy like that. And that's what,
0: you know, they would run that read option or QB power and, and boom, nine, nine yards, just gashing them. like e- Easy money. And then roll them out, let them either take it into the end zone if it's there or just let them sling it back on those short plays and yeah. throw it in the end zone. And it was working. And then obviously what I loved at the end is John Harbaugh pulling out the... It's it's fourth and one, right? You you said it, and uh, the the question is here, and I think it's the right the right call, right? You can either go for it on your own side of the field, so you're really gambling, or you can punt it to Patrick Mahomes, yeah, and let him play offense and yeah,
2: with some time on the clock,
0: yeah, and you know maybe your defense can stop them, maybe they can't. You run that risk, and but he says he basically just looks at Lamar and he gave him the Lamar, Lamar. Like you want to go for it, and he just goes, okay, yeah. Which is also awesome to
2: watch. (laughs) Well, which is, do you want to go for this? (laughs) Like he's asking the quarterback, and he's like. A Super Bowl winning head coach, like, and you're asking your quarterback, that's that is trust right there. Well, I love that, that's right? Because you go with the players, right? but
0: also it's totally trust. it's totally just covering your backside if something goes wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah. if you don't get yeah. it, it's like, like oh, Lamar, well, Lamar, he, 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 it's like, hey, he let it know, up. Lamar, to Lamar wanted to go for it, so <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the funniest thing would have been if Lamar goes, nah, man, let him put it, let's go,
2: baby, we're gonna put it, he's gonna pin him deep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you know, Lamar would never do that. Never, and honestly, that. if I was John Harbaugh, I would have definitely gone for it because. They were just racking up yards at will against that Chiefs defense in the like, you know, last quarter of the game.
0: Well, and I don't even—I watched it. And I don't even remember. Did Lamar take it or did he hand it off? Or
2: no, yeah, he, he he took it.
0: Yeah, so that's my thing too. Is if I have Lamar Jackson on fourth and one, I'm totally letting him take it out of the shotgun every time and just yeah. hey, run it up the gut. Or if you don't see it, try to kick it to the outside. You're faster than probably everyone on the field, so.
2: My favorite thing about the Ravens is their fullback Pat Ricard, number forty-two. He's six foot three, three hundred and eleven pounds, and he's the
0: fullback. And he doesn't—he doesn't really look like it. When no, you're he just, doesn't. I mean, he's huge. Like he
2: can move, and he just—he's a bulldozer. He just like clears the lane, and like that's why you know credit him. He's a Pro Bowler. Like credit him for like their rushing attack
0: in the, like the dirty that, work. Yeah. Yeah. Without
2: a guy like that clearing the lanes for all their read options and stuff, they wouldn't be as successful. And he's so, like, I'm just obsessed with him because he's huge. He's yeah, a he converted moved, he, defensive lineman. He, he moves so mat. well.
0: It's just crazy to see how well he moves.
2: But, yeah, but also credit to the uh, Ravens' defense for... Travis Kelsey had a few big catches, and he still looks like the best tight end in the league. And, I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes had some unreal throws. But uh, they shut down Tyree Kill, and when you can shut down Tyree Kill, that takes the Chiefs' offense from four dimensional to three. So that's good.
0: Yeah, I mean the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah,
2: they're still. The, I, I still think they're going to make the AFC Championship, no doubt.
0: Yeah, they still. I mean, yeah, they they shut down Tyree Hill, like you said. So you, I mean, the Ravens did what the Ravens needed to do. They were yeah, able to take defense. The, yeah, and do enough to stop them where they needed to. But at the same time, you know. You could do that in another game. Stop Tyreek Hill, but it's like, like we said. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes would have gotten the ball back, you know, who knows what it would yeah, happened. Yeah, like, yeah. They have just as good a chance at winning. So you kind of got to win with your offense when you play them. Obviously, let's touch on let's touch on the Titans real quick. Uh, they had a big come from behind win, obviously. King
1: Henry put the team on his back well, second half.
0: He did what you do when you have a runner like that. You yeah. know, you kinda of pound it, doesn't work in the first half, but guess what? By that second half, That's, those guys get tired. They're tired. Feeding they're tired keep feeding of them. You keep feeding them, them and those one and two yard runs start start turning into five and six yard yeah. runs and, and then, then he gashes just, you for sixty and yep. ta-
2: takes a, a house call, so God, it just felt so good to win.
0: It did.
1: And Even the brothers some... tried to screw oh. us every single way possible the
0: Let's yeah, let's talk about that real quick. I so mean, first but... of all, Julio Jones. Caught a touchdown. Ca- caught a touchdown. There, <laughs> there was a horrible photographic first
1: down. Uh, that was given to the Ravens. Then also, how was the Russell Wilson tackle in the end zone? Not a safety.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, that was dumb. They
2: this. they like blew the whistle and he has the ball in his hand and he's wrapped up inside the goal line. Well,
0: like, they tried to say forward progress, but I said, well, no, he didn't have forward progress because he, because he was he, running backwards. Well, and you—that's not when you blew the whistle. You didn't yeah. call that. You called forward progress. When he was in the end, you said <laughs> when he was in the end zone was for progress, and then you just basically were and like, "Put him on the well, one." Here, I'll give it to him at the one. That was ridiculous. But the Julio catch first, of all, they called it a touchdown. That's yeah. what's crazy. Yes. Yeah. So and they had, the had to have hit. they had to have inconclusive evidence that it was incomplete, and there's no way you can look at that and it's say a- that happened. Because I heard, so I heard a lot of people arguing about this rule. If you thought his heel was out of bounds, here's the thing. 'Cause I think it was his, his toe was touched toe, first. His toe touched first yes. and then his heel fell. So apparently, in the end zone like, oh, wait, that, yeah. like your entire the foot. rule is, yeah, if you're if that foot comes down, it is incomplete. I heard about that actually. Which is yeah. also just totally total BS because we have the toe tap rule. Like, but it's on if the you go forward, if you're if, if you're, you go forward with
1: your toes, it counts, but if your heel comes down
0: yeah, see, I think that's dumb, though. I think it's once you have a toe down, that's a foot. You should just a say, no matter a foot. no
1: matter which way you go, either come down or go forward. It so, just...
0: they, first of all, they need to change that rule. Second of all, doesn't matter because his foot was in. Yeah,
2: like really. It's, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Right? He had but both anyway. feet in, toes and heels, everything was in. Yeah. It was an amazing catch. He caught it at the apex. Ryan Tannehill hung in the pocket and delivered it. Good on the Titans designing a play that Julio it gets matched up with yeah, a linebacker inside the end zone because Julio's gonna win that nine times out of ten.
0: Well, and that maybe play alone right there to me showed hey, there's some chemistry that we didn't see in week one yes. because that's a ball. Tannehill throws it where he knows there's one, maybe two guys, maybe AJ Brown, probably one or two guys that go up and make that play. Julio's one of them and yeah. Tannehill kind of puts it in his—that's Julio's spot where he wants the ball, yeah, kind of. So being able to see that play, I think a lot of people probably didn't notice it, but that chemistry is kind it's of there, It's starting to develop. So and it goes back to you know, Julio didn't even really practice or play at all in the preseason, so that could kind have of had a lot to do with kind of chemistry issues. Yeah, I'm glad we were able to get this win against a really good team early in the season. To give everybody Because if you start off zero and two, it's just a whole different ballgame. Yeah, yeah. One and one, one, you and feel one, fine.
2: The the yeah. odds to make the playoffs. If you start out zero and two, your odds as a team historically are like you have an eleven percent chance to make the playoffs. And now that it – I don't remember quite exactly, but if you're one and one, you have like a I don't know thirty something percent chance. So or maybe forty. Like it's so much better to have you know gone yeah. one one have one a major come, bounce back week, like the best yeah, bounce back week so out of any team and in the league. And
1: Put so much momentum on I mean, against side,
0: one so. of the best teams. Against a true yeah, Super Russell, Bowl I mean, contender. Yeah. Wilson, but, man. I mean, the it's, Titans need to be defense. a Super
1: Bowl contender this year, oh, yeah. so we need yeah. to beat yeah.
0: teams like that. Correct, correct. And I, I think,
2: you know, obviously the Titans' offense came on in the second half, but I think they just need to start changing it up a little bit because even the announcers are saying how the offense with Derrick Henry, our, it's man, so – yeah We are well, missing Arthur Smith. Yeah, I mean, it, it remains to be seen, but it sure does look like that. But the Titans' offense is, like, so predictable at times. You know, everybody knows, you know, when you, you come in and, like, 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends, they're going to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry, like, inside yeah. the tackle. Like, you you can't do that on every single first down of the game. Like, I was just ripping my hair out when they were losing, and they just kept handing it off on first down, like, the Seahawks are loading. Action, do yeah, the that's are loading thrives. the box on you guys. They know you're going to hand it to 22 in the backfield. So when you have a two-headed monster of AJ Brown and Julio Jones on the outside, why don't on first down maybe it's a play action, or maybe you just do a drop back and you throw it to one of them. They can't cover both of them every single play. Like you, you got to feed your top guys on the outside. That's why we have those two great receivers. So and then. When you feed those guys, that opens up the running lanes. Then you give it to the 2,000-yard rusher. You just can't exactly. be so predictable. And I know this because I'm an expert.
0: <laughs> you are. You are indeed an expert. We have a expert. only experts here on dirt Sports. And if
2: anybody was uh, nervous about A.J. Brown dropping a few balls, that's just a fluke. He had a bad game. He's going to bounce back.
0: Yeah, he'll be fine. I'm not. I, and I don't think most fans are really worried about Even him because we know we're going to get, a, and get he, out of him. That's
2: kind of
1: has been his thing. He'll have a couple occasional drops, I think, the past couple of seasons. But he makes up for it so much with his yak yards yes. after well, catch. Well, and that's why you Love have guys Jack. now
0: like Julio and Derrick Henry where, hey, if someone has a bad game, you got two other superstars, you know, yeah. to kind of pick them up.
2: And I, and I think before you, you – sorry to cut you off. I think we need to give three – we need to hand out three respects – to three specific Titans. Number one, Michael Pruitt, elevated from the practice squad. Huge. Had a huge game. Not, I mean, not on the stat sheet, but he had like Locking three punch. or four big plays for the Titans. Like he got a couple first downs and big catches. He brought the juice. He got in the face of the Seahawks. You know, he, he had some fire about him, which is what this team needs. Uh, number two, we need to give one respect to Ty Sambrylo, who came in at left tackle, you know, An hour before the game after he knew that he was going to start because Taylor LeJuan got injured in the warm-ups. And then third respect goes to uh, David Questenberry, the right tackle spot. Those two guys combined at the tackles played really well. They They held up in pass protection, and they cleared the lanes in the running the run blocking. So, great job on those guys. The unsung heroes of that win. And a quick honorable mention, Fat Randy. Fat Randy. You know, full respects. Yeah. Fat we Randy finally a, had a kicker. A respect.
1: Uh, it reminded me of the Sloman kick. The Sloman dink. Um, from, the kosher uh, cannon,
2: as
0: they yeah, call it. The in the kosher cannon.
1: I mean, it's just, it's, it's perfect for a kicker to, to just
2: come in here and get us a win like yeah. that. I mean,
0: I'll, and I don't, I don't know about y'all, but... You know, when he when he missed that one field goal, people started getting real nervous. Oh, I was, but I, I'll tell I, you,
2: I went to Twitter and I said, "We are going to we're going to slander Fat Randy. We don't like you. You missed a kick, but then he made up for it, and now we praise him."
0: I'll tell you right now, yeah. If we get a kicker who goes three for four on kicks every game, I'll take that with what we have had. <laughs> yeah, I will take three for four all day. Hopefully, we are scoring more touchdowns than that, which sure. I think we will. So, cool but anyway. stat
2: about the Titans game. According to uh, Next Gen Stats, the win probability model, the Titans had as low as a four percent chance of winning that game with 13 minutes left in the game. So, the Titans had a four percent chance to win in the fourth quarter. And guess what? We came back and won in an overtime. Tighten up.
0: That was awesome. I will. So, I do want to talk about real quick uh, as we kind of close out the NFL. A new rule change that has been put into place that we actually saw in the Titans game. Help us. That helped us, and I was pissed at watching because although it helped my... That, that's how you know this rule sucks because it helped my team, and I was upset with it. The new taunting rule in the NFL. Basically, anything you do <laughs> like, to, to like in, in the slightest direction to, be, yeah. to another player is now going to be what, a 15-yard penalty, I it's, guess.
1: It, it got ridiculous. We, we
0: saw it as uh, Tannehill threw a pretty deep ball to A.J. Brown, which was not complete. And the Seahawks DB, you know, made a play or whatever, gets up and didn't even didn't stand over him or anything, just kind of looked at A.J. Brown yeah. and was just like, let's go, and flexed, and flexed like a little yeah. bit. But he didn't yeah. even like – He didn't he get he up. The arms he he was kind
2: of backing away. Yeah, yeah. He had,
0: well, and he had the arms down. He didn't even – he didn't like do the bicep – you know, it, was, it, was a front,
2: it was a front low flex.
0: And they threw a flag on that, and I just said, this is going to suck if they're calling this all year.
2: Yeah. But hey, you know, I, I agree, it's a dumb rule. Like, if you make a great play, you should be able to celebrate. Maybe not stand over the guy and spit on him or something crazy like that, but you should be able to celebrate when you make a big play for your team. But at the time, I wasn't mad about it because it benefited the Titans.
0: Well, and I saw someone say, football is such a game of momentum. And uh, I saw a a video of Bill Belichick talking to his team about how you believe you can win a game by your attitude, by the things you're doing before and after the play. You know, He showed clips of guys making tackles for loss and no one really cheering or getting excited. And he said, this team isn't a confident team. This isn't a team that wants to win games. And then he showed someone scoring a touchdown and the entire team getting in the end zone and jumping all over yeah. each other. Football is such a game of momentum. It really you, is. You need somewhat of a celebration, you know? I mean, I'm not saying you have to do anything just super excessive. But at the same time, like guys, I, personally I'm a fan of if you let a team score, they get They get to taunt on you. you. Yeah, don't let them get in the end zone if you don't want them. You yeah, know, I, them I thought
1: we were going towards the more celebration when they allowed the, the team celebrations in the end zone. We were starting I to move so towards – getting the fans excited and getting the whole team involved and now we're starting to move back away from that and i don't know if that's going to be the best decision for the nfl
0: well in the nfl more than anything i'm going to sound like a broken record but i always say it. you know it's all about money the nfl more than anything is a show you know yeah it, it really is they're putting on a show for you and you know we've seen that that's kind of what you get with the nfl is you get to see these guys doing all these crazy celebrations yeah you know that's that's more than you would see in college, much more than you would see much, in college, much more. In and people love it. And it's some of the best, you know. Yeah. It, it, there are highlights I mean, of Ocho, of, C- of Chad Ocho Cinco forever, or, and Terrell Owens, Owens and the yeah, popcorn, say, the or Randy phone. Moss, the, the cell
1: phone in the the. Yeah, what, uh,
0: was it Horn? Joe? Joe Horn? Joe Horn? Is that right? Who pulled father out the cell of cell JC? Phone? Yeah, I think so. Uh, he pulled out the cell phone because I think his son did it later. Randy
2: Moss. Absolutely disrespectful fake pull-down of the pants for the Vikings. Oh,
0: yeah, fake
1: moon. And then also, I love the fake uh, signature on the ball, signing oh, it. Oh, that's and then, a great yeah. one. I
0: think T.O. Actually, actually He actually did sharpie. sign it. Yeah, he had one like, in
2: his sock or something, yeah. yeah.
0: That's what I love. I love the fact that some guys were like, yeah, I'm scoring a touchdown, so here, I'm going to plan this out and yeah. get it ready. Well, they, they don't put
2: those cameras in the end zone for the entire defense to run up to after they get a turnover and, like, you know, pose or they don't put those in the end zone for no reason. Like the NFL wants the production and the flare, So it's kind of contradictory to have the Taunton yeah. rule.
0: I know. I don't like it. I think it's going to, uh, the, the second, it, I mean, actually I, I say this, I mean, it really did have an effect on our game. Yeah. I mean, it's going to come down to like, a last second play and screw someone over it's going to come down to Tom Brady
2: losing when they change it
0: yeah exactly or they're not going to call it because we did get to see Lamar Jackson do a front flip in the end zone but apparently that's fine I don't
2: yeah I don't know
0: I I mean that is taunt. if you do a cartwheel in the end zone you're basically saying yeah you can't touch my nuts so here we go like I'm going to flip in the end zone
2: yeah I mean is it taunting or excessive celebration it's yet to be seen I don't know right but it was kind of a cool flip I will say
0: yeah. yeah Reese, I wanted to talk to you. So we have a we have a good dear friend, uh, longtime listener, one of our core core fans, good friend of the show, Thomas Swafford. For yeah. those of you who don't know, Thomas Swafford has some of the most outrageous takes I've ever heard. First of all, uh, let's throw one out there: the infamous Rob Gronkowski could be a better left tackle than Taylor Lewan. Another one, uh, big Titans fan, Swaff, here. Can't believe it. And I'll, I'll give him some credit. He's been watching the games this year. But oh, he, yeah. But he is notorious for uh, being busy during games and asking for updates and then putting out his own takes <laughs> after not watching the games. Anyway, he, had, uh, he, he was, I'll give him credit, when we had Mariota and a lot of fans were still sticking with him, Swaff was out on him. him. He said, put Tannehill in, and he was right. I'll give him that. my My thought on that was I wanted to give Mariota a little more of a chance, and then go ahead and put Tannehill in. Anyway, we had that discussion, that argument, plenty of times. And once we kind of better once yeah. once we kind of uh, settled on the argument, you know, we both kind of agreed. Hey, yeah, if Mariota doesn't get it done, put Tannehill in. And we said, okay, that's good. Then a few few silent moments pass, and soft just kind of looks at me and kind of shrugs his shoulders and goes, "Hey, I mean." Woodside, though. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just immediately were like, nope, nope, no, nah, that's, right, that's far, not going to happen. Too far. So, the
2: infamous yeah. Woodside possibility.
0: Yeah, the infamous Woodside longtime starter. Also, Luke Falk next Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah
2: that was... Uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway Anyways, so
0: we would like to do kind of a Swaff's Corner segment. I, I
2: think we might be calling it the Hot Corner.
0: I like that. The Hot Corner. The Hot
2: Corner with the lawyer.
0: I like it. Swaff, is a, he's, he's in law school currently, so I think that's a good... The hot bench, hot corner, yeah. So Reese, give me, give me something, give yeah, me something. Yeah, give me All something right.
2: On. So I, 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 asked the lawyer to give us three hot takes, uh, quick reactions from this past weekend, and they, they, kind of affect the entire season. So, number one, Sam Darnold is going to go to the playoffs. He will be a career starter in Carolina, similar I to Philip Rivers' take. career.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. No, I, like that. I think so the, far
1: the Jets is where. Quarterbacks go to die, so I I think that's a pretty good take.
2: All right, all right, all right. Number two, Dan Campbell and Jared Goff are going to win that division. No. Now, now, granted, you know who else is in that division? It's the Vikings and the Packers and whoever else. And but he said, okay. Los Angeles gave up on Jared Goff way too quickly after he took them to a Super Bowl and credited Sean McVay with Goff's success. He's playing with a huge chip on his shoulder now. And Dan Campbell is an
0: absolute G. I do like Dan Campbell. And I don't hate Swap's logic on that one. But but it's I still mean, the line.
1: We're watching it right now. The Packers are about to score here and make this a three-score game. Lions start zero and two. What did Reese just say about the playoff percentage chance He's, when you go into eleven yeah, like percent? So, barring a crazy finish here, which would be awesome, I'd love for that to happen. I, I don't think the. Uh, Lions I'm, I'm
0: out good. on the uh, Lions winning the NFC North. That's tough. yeah, that's a tough call.
2: Yeah, and summing up that take, the Goff and Stafford trade is going to be a total win win with two perfect fits and will result in two division titles this year. So he's calling on the Rams and the Lions to win the division.
0: Well, who, who else, I love the Rams. Especially. Who else is in the Rams division?
2: The
1: 49ers, the Cardinals, the Seahawks. And the Seahawks. It, that is the best division in the NFL. And it's going to be think an R2. So from
2: Swafford himself, the Lions are going to win the division over the Packers and the Vikings and the Bears. And Stafford and the Rams are going to win out over the Niners, Cardinals and Seahawks. I mean,
0: That's tough. I picked
1: the Rams to win that division too. That's and I, uh, and,
0: I don't and, know. After watching the Rams versus the Colts, which maybe the Colts aren't that bad, but I mean I just am looking at the Cardinals, Niners, and who else did you say? Seahawks. That's the toughest division in Florida. Yeah, part, no, not. it's certainly the toughest. So I, I mean, mean, I'm not gonna say that can't happen, but I don't I don't know. I, I personally love Matt Stafford, I always have. I mean I would love to see him kind of win something, just because in my mind and in many people's minds, he's the best quarterback to kind of never win anything. I think he did a lot for Detroit and just never was able to get it done. But you know, yeah, hot takes from Swaff. I like I it. I got
2: one. I got one more. Okay, and, and give it to then me. folks, let me tell you, this is not like an act. This Thomas is saying this wholeheartedly. He truly believes this. Will can vouch for it. Thomas will argue his belief until the end of time. He will. Kick a dead horse about a football take or anything else in an argument, and he will just not give up. He wholeheartedly believes these things that he's telling me. So, yeah, right? I mean, yeah, I'm no, I, I, yeah,
0: yeah. I want to. I gotta hear this now.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, last one. Field Justin Fields will be good, but not this year. Rogers' heart isn't in it. Aaron Rodgers. Rogers', Rogers heart isn't in it anymore, and he has an unimpressive offense outside of Devontae Adams. And not to mention that Jameis Winston hanging five on their defense before getting embarrassed by the Panthers. And Kirk Cousins always finds a way to shoot himself in the
0: foot. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the take that he doesn't – what, what did he say? He uh, Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams,
2: Hart is not in it, and the offense is unimpressive outside of Devontae Adams.
0: Well, I have Aaron Jones in he, fantasy, he, and Jones he currently has four touchdowns for forty-one and a half fantasy points right now, and there's a whole quarter of football left. And so I'm, Robert Tanya, the one. tight
1: end, caught himself a touchdown tonight, and it looked real sharp. Well, and
0: too. that's the other thing. Aaron Rodgers is having. I mean, is taking care of business. Two hundred thirty-two yards, four touchdowns for him as well. I mean,
2: well, granted, he texted me that an hour ago. An hour oh, ago okay. before that, yeah, yeah. so but maybe we'll circle can't, back next week's hot we corner can't have and too see much bias and here. see what just he because, thinks about. It. Oh no, because, Aaron
0: Jones. Just one game, especially yeah. one game against the Lions, we can't we can't count it out. Yeah, so.
1: this doesn't mean the Packers are good.
0: Swap is also a notorious lover of Jameis Winston. Loves Jameis. Jameis Winston. Famous said Jameis. said Jameis will win a Super Bowl. Is what he told me.
2: Yeah, well, I, I he he loves James. Williams. I think I think Swabs favorite and He loves Matthew Stafford.
0: His favorite take is uh to say he loves any quarterback you name. He loves to say they will win a Super Bowl or they will never win a Super Bowl. <laughs> I especially <laughs> love the it's, they will never win a Super Bowl. It's white black. I love that they will never win a Super Bowl because in my mind that's not really a take. You can kind of say, say that, that, that and be like lot. 90% right every <laughs> yeah. time. So but anyway, that's good. I I think that's a segment we're going to have to keep because yeah. ladies and gentlemen, we will be getting you will hear some things you never thought you would you would hear definitely, and you know what? Some of them will come true. That's what's yeah. even that's what's even crazier. So maybe you want to take some of these to Vegas and check out those odds because who knows what can happen? Yeah,
2: you put a, you put a money line bet on the Lions to win the division at this stage of the season, and if they do, wow, you're going to make a lot of money.
0: Yeah, or Jameis Winston winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> at any point
2: in time. So the hot corner. That's it.
0: All right, guys. I think that does it for kind of our our recaps of all the. Of all the games, we'll kind of go yeah, for a lot of football, man. Yeah, a lot yeah. of football. We'll go through just a real quick, uh, short preview of this upcoming week. Real quick, uh, I'm going to talk about my gambling picks. So last week I picked Cincinnati minus three and a half. They covered. I'm I'm back to two and two on the season. It's kind of even. One thing I noticed is I've been doing pretty good actually on all of my picks, and I've only been giving the listeners one a week, and my percentage is actually pretty good. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and give a few picks here and so we'll kind of get to see this will really test me for next week we'll either be way up or way down or obviously could still be somewhere around the middle um i like a lot of favorites this week though i'm gonna go ahead and give you these picks so lots of favorites like i said i like uh wisconsin minus five and a half this weekend let me see you who it is they play again, actually? They play Notre Dame. They play Notre Dame. I'm not super impressed with Notre Dame. Um, I'm I'm really not super impressed with Wisconsin, but Notre Dame has just kind of been... Yeah, yeah, and especially against teams like Toledo and Florida State, just barely beating them. I think Wisconsin will come out, and I feel pretty confident they can win by a touchdown with their defense and really just running the ball, and Graham Mertz kind of running around Ooh, a little bit. 11
2: a.m. game, central time. That's fun.
0: So that Well, and 11 a.m. games are always kind of funky, but I... I feel good about that pick. Also, let's see. Louisville against Florida State. Florida State is absolute just dog water. I mean, I I see Louisville. And Louisville, like we said, Louisville is so up and down, but I like Malik Cunningham. I mean, he's kind of a guy who could come out and, you know, run all over the place, have a video game type game, or he might come out and throw three or four picks. But I like like Louisville minus two and a half. Um, And then, again... Let's see. We've got we've got a lot more picks. So then, still have I like Buffalo minus twelve and a half at Old Dominion. They gave Coastal Carolina a run for their money. They seem legit, even after they got kind they got beat down pretty bad by Nebraska. I think uh, they can cover against Old Dominion by a couple touchdowns for sure. Then we will go the one underdog I have, not biased by the way, but I'm going to take Nebraska money line at Michigan State after seeing last week. I think Michigan oh. State's good. They they put the beat down on Miami. But this Nebraska team, I can just see Adrian Martinez is hitting his stride. The defense is really good. That's what I think is going to separate uh, them from a lot of teams in the Big Ten. I have a lot of faith in the defense. If the offense keeps doing what they're doing, especially Adrian Martinez, if the offensive line ever gets going, watch out. But so
2: Totally unbiased, by the yeah, way. Yeah,
0: money line on that is plus 154. So if you win that, you know, one and a half units you can get up on. And then my last one, Indiana at Western Kentucky, I have Indiana minus eight and a half. Indiana kind of, they were up on Cincinnati actually last week. Yeah, that was a good now. game. And then Cincinnati came back and covered for me. But remember, I mean, remember I'm just.
2: My, my dark horse team, Indiana.
0: Yeah. Indiana, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying Western Kentucky's bad. Um, obviously a mid-major team. I think Indiana will be able to get out and do enough to win that game by a couple touchdowns for sure. Don't uh, they have a just kind of based on talent? Doesn't loan. Western
1: Kentucky have a Helton at head coach?
0: Is it? <sighs> I want to up actually.
2: I want to say they do. Western Kentucky's irrelevant in football right now. I haven't heard from them in yeah. Tyson years. Helton, Tyson Helton. That is yes, right. yeah.
1: And the I reason I, I know that is um, I have a buddy who went to Father Ryan. Jeremy Darvin starts at uh, Shout nose out tackle. Jeremy, oh yeah, wow, starts at nose tackle and has for the past couple of years. Uh, at Western, Western
0: Kentucky, had uh, some big plays, big plays there.
2: Sorry, Jeremy, didn't mean to call you irrelevant, but I will stand by it. Not at you, but your team.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, Western Kentucky, we're looking at their schedule right now. They lost to Army last week. I mean, don't get me wrong, Army's a good football hey, team. Hey, respect the troops. Yeah, respect yeah. the troops. But, I mean, I just think Indiana will be able to kind of out talent them there. So, there you go. I'll run over them real quick again. I've got Wisconsin minus 5.5, Louisville minus 2.5, Buffalo minus 12.5. Nebraska money line, Uh, I believe right now Michigan State is favored by around three. So if you want to go ahead and try to pick that Nebraska plus three, it might be a good idea because I bet by the time the weekend rolls around, I feel pretty confident it will be closer to one point. So if you don't want to quite go for the money line, maybe go for that. And then, like I said, last pick was Indiana minus eight and a half against Western Kentucky. So we'll review those. It looks like I got five picks right there. So kind of next week be able to see where we're at. Hopefully I make you all a lot of money or by picking my picks or by uh, fading me. Yeah,
2: speaking of picks and the picks didn't happen, our buddy Thomas Neal, a trivia team member Caterpillar, was not very happy with you, Nick, after your Coastal Carolina bet didn't win.
1: Yeah, I know. Both my picks uh, this weekend did not end up well. Uh, The Dolphins got blanked and Coastal Carolina barely escaped. Um, It was a rough weekend. I mean, that happens. You just gotta you gotta hey, bounce back. Next you gotta week. double down this weekend to chase your losses. Um, I won't right. say bad beat
0: on. I mean, Ooh. bad beat on Miami too. Getting hurt right at the beginning of the yeah, game. Like that, that didn't just, help anything. That, he
1: still that, that game was screwed from the beginning. I did
0: pick Buffalo anyway, but yeah. Either way, I mean, you were you were on quite a tear though. Weren't you yeah. like seven and one or something? Something
1: like that. So I mean, I I mean, I was due for. So
0: it's got to... Yeah, it had to come a little bit. I mean, still, if you if you've used all of Trucials picks, you are well ahead right now. Yeah. So be sure so, to check out the. Uh, are you coming out with an article this week?
1: Yeah, I should. Uh, I'll have a couple of NFL picks. I mean, that's my that's my specialty. I try and get some college stuff out there, but NFL I seem to do a little bit better on.
0: I like it. I like it a lot. Um,
1: but yeah, I know we just kind of quickly covered the college. Um, week but we want to do a quick run through of maybe some NFL games coming up here Absolutely. soon. Yeah,
0: real quick. What is the kind of what's what's like the prime time game next week? Do we have that up by chance? I mean, well, well,
2: you're talking about the Thursday night game with the Panthers and the Texans with Davis Mills starting at quarterback for yes. the Texans? Mills. Is it? Da- I think it's Davis. No, it
0: is Davis. I was and then referring to the Sunday,
1: Sunday night game is Packers 49ers. That should be a good Ooh. game as we've seen the Packers I love the Western we've matchup.
0: We've had a couple of these teams, back-to-back primetime. The the Ravens went yeah. Sunday night, in the, or they went uh, Monday night, then Sunday night, and now we have the Packers doing Monday night and then Sunday night next week.
1: And the Titans obviously have the 0-2 Colts with Wentz
0: How about injured. Wentz? having both of his ankles both injured. Both of his ankles injured. I've never seen a
2: double before. ankle sprain. It's crazy.
0: Wince injury ankles. <laughs> <laughs> Not just ankle ankles. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Can that you check on bad. uh what what's the college primetime game next week She's or what Chargers? I wow. mean,
1: the college primetime is probably I mean Oh yeah, oh
0: I can I can't let us get any
2: further without talking about. By the way, my apologies. Last week I thought for some reason that the a and and Arkansas game was going to be this past weekend but I was wrong I apologize my mistake it takes a lot for me to stand up as a man on this podcast and say I made a mistake but I'm a sorry man of faith. I, I am a man of faith <laughs> and anyways, Texas A&;M takes on the Arkansas Razorbacks Am's ranked seventh Arkansas ranked 16 and Dallas at Jerry World as they have the past many years. Texas A&M has a nine-year winning streak against Arkansas ever since joining the SEC. So this is a big game for us. Now, I know our buddy Seth isn't here to give his take, but maybe he'll put it in the uh, two-minute drill that he puts out. But I think this is a really big game for both teams, obviously, but more so for Texas A&M, unbiased opinion of myself. But this is a big game for A&M because – this is kind of a prove-it thing. Of course, we had our yeah, starting quarterback, Haynes King, get injured last week, and then we have a new guy, Zach Calzada, at quarterback, who's still you know, getting his feet under him. He played pretty well this weekend. He had some good throws, but also some in- inaccurate stuff. I think Texas A&M takes this game against Arkansas because of the defensive line and basically the entire defense, Texas A&M has a great defense, probably top five in the country, I think. Our defensive line, they're just a bunch of dudes. And I think we're going to control the line of scrimmage and keep Arkansas's running attack at bay. So that's my take. I think Texas A&M walks away. This is, hopefully I'm not jinxing it, but we're going to walk away with the 10th win in a row against Arkansas this weekend.
0: What uh, what happened in y'all's game last week?
2: Uh, we beat New Mexico 34-0. to
0: Okay, nice. So, and you said that quarterback's kind of getting his feet wet. Did he look pretty good out there? He he looked
2: a lot better than when he had to step in after the other guy got injured in Colorado. So, I think after a week of getting practice with the first team, he felt a lot more comfortable. I think they just let him... Jimbo told him, you know, hey, go out there. Don't be nervous. Don't try and do too much. Just play. Throw the ball and don't freak out about anything. And what I love about Jimbo is when the quarterback does make a mistake, Jimbo will go immediately to him after they come off to punt or something. He'll get, you know, not in his face, so to speak, but he'll get with him. He'll say, hey, you know, do this, do this, do this. Don't worry about whatever. He really takes charge in handling the quarterback situation. So Zach Calzada, I'm excited. He has a rockin' arm, but it's just refining the accuracy and making the throws on time is what he needs to get good at.
0: Yeah, and just to kind of emphasize on that, Jimbo is really good about that. That's something I've noticed with him, yeah. too, with a lot of his players and sometimes he will get in their face, kind of like that. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, well, yeah and they were, either, though. Well, and they respect it. You know, that, I mean, that's, we, we've talked about it before. When you go to play for a coach like that, I mean, that coach is like your dad, you know, on, yeah. especially on the field yeah. and even off the field at times. I'm, so a lot of people are going and looking at this game. And I believe the spread is at Texas n minus five, maybe five and a half. And a lot of people are going, uh, thinking, hey, let's pick Arkansas. They're hot right now. I'm staying away from this game because I really don't know what will happen. I I know AM's defense is really good, and that's what I think will be interesting. I don't know how much firepower Arkansas will have to be able to keep up with that, but also, like you said, I don't know how good uh, this Texas a going to be. So I think, regardless, it's going to be a great game. It's oh, I Gary think it be World. really
2: fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's the one. A lot of people are kind of out on neutral site games, and I get it. But that but, is I mean, one I, is think, a, I think that one's pretty cool. Being I mean, able Arkansas
2: to, and Texas, they border each other. so...
0: Yeah, and, you know, AM obviously being in Texas, Arkansas being Jerry Jones' alma mater where he played. You know, I think that's cool to have a game like that there. And that's just one, I don't know. Some some neutral side games I'm for, some I'm not for. But whenever you can kind of have one in Dallas, I think that's a pretty cool uh, environment to have.
2: Yeah, and don't get me wrong, just because I, I went to Texas AM and I'm an alumni. Uh, and alumni means I, I, I'm I not super confident that we're going to win this game. I'm not saying it's an absolute lock. I think we will, but I'm not going to be surprised if Arkansas plays really well and, you know, comes out on top. But, you know, I think it's just going to be one of those where you just have to sit down, strap in, grab a drink, and, and watch. It's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just pumped. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, the college football season is already, what, a quarter of the way over?
2: Yeah, it's crazy it, to think Don't about. talk
0: about that. I know. It's, I mean, I got to yeah. think about it, though. It's so sad. We, I, I think Brandon Walker from Barstool tweeted out. He said, I don't know how we survive seven months without football. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how we do it. True. Um, but, yeah, re- real quick, we'll talk about the Titans. Just real, preview them real fast.
1: Yeah. We've it looks Colts. like
0: uh, they've kind of hit their rhythm a little bit. I actually, last week, outside of those really big plays, the defense let up. I really think yeah. the defense did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Even kind of getting Russell Wilson running around and keeping him oh, contained yeah. somewhat. I mean, don't get me wrong. He he played well and did what he does for the most part. But I was pretty proud of the defense outside of some blown coverages, obviously, on some of those bombs that were thrown. But, I mean, I feel confident. I like how the offense looks like they're in rhythm. And Vrabel said it after the game. That was our identity, that yeah, second that's... half. Make the throws when you need to. Pound the rock. Keep pounding the rock to where eventually it works, and you start just busting 10, 12-yard runs, get a 60-yard touchdown run. So, especially if Wentz is out, I'm not super confident in Jacob Eason coming in and no, lighting us no. up or anything. Shouldn't say that because it is the Colts' um, and, rivalry. Yeah. We'll always have trouble with them. We've, we've seen it with other backups coming in and yeah, doing just good, tearing us yeah, apart. good with us. But I feel pretty confident in this Titans team being able to go in and win pretty big, yeah. honestly.
2: Absolutely. And I think the Titans' offense will – continue to be successful after coming off this Seahawks win because the Colts' defense is missing some pieces. They let go of Danico Autry, who is now a Tennessee Titan. They let go of Justin Houston, who is now a Baltimore Raven.
1: Malik Hooker has gone. He's been injured.
2: Yeah, and Darius Leonard, I'm pretty sure. I mean, he's still probably going to play, but he's banged up, so he's probably not going to be 100% Darius Leonard, all-pro linebacker that he usually is. So I think the Titans' offense will take advantage of it. And like you said – The Titans' defense has played well outside of like a couple busted coverages. Christian Fulton has been been really, really good. He locked down D.K. Metcalf. D.K. Metcalf had like five targets, one catch for eight yards against him this past weekend. So that's awesome. And the defensive line got good pressure. I think they're only going to get better, assuming no injuries happen. They're only going to get better as the season goes on. Bud Dupree, Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, and Harold Landry, they're going to start tearing it up, I think.
0: I was going to say Bud Dupree... Um, had a few plays where he's already done more than Jadevian Clowney and Vic Beasley did Yo, last year combined. Oh, Yeah. Oh, easily. my God. Just easily. in that game alone, get, just being able to get some pressure and get some hits on the quarterback. I mean, he's going to be really great, and especially when we start playing guys who... I mean, Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray... They're you, magicians. Back-to-back, back, I mean, you play probably the most dangerous mobile quarterbacks outside of Lamar Jackson in the NFL, yeah. I would say. So, I expect Bud Dupree to... Probably get a couple sacks this weekend yeah. too, um, and prop, really prop have it. A, I, I I really see him doing well the rest of the season and maybe getting into that double digit sack category. Yeah, just the way he's Simmons, a lot of
1: he eats up a lot of blockers. Landry causes a lot of trouble. I mean, we have some pieces to eat up those blockers to let him go free.
0: Well, that's the thing too. When we got him, a lot of people were questioning. Well, he had TJ Watt, so is he going to be able to do the same thing? First of all, I think he can do it on his own. Second of all. The Titans have good guys on the defensive line like Simmons and Harold Landry who I mean that's gonna work well together. Yeah, Harold
2: yeah. Landry's all going is to be unit. better because Bud Dupree's across from him. Yeah,
1: it's all it all works together. They all uh, improve with each other's presence on the field.
2: And hopefully if Jayon Brown plays this week, you know, that's just another bonus. He didn't play against the Seahawks. Yeah. But we right. still did fine. But he's yeah. obviously I mean, a huge it, piece Long of our linebackers. Well, he's in. the one who
0: he gets the plays in. He's the one yeah. wearing the green, yeah. green down it. So yeah. But
2: props to David Long for uh, – one respect to David Long for taking the initiative of being the Green Dot Man this week.
0: David Long, and I talked about him a lot in the preseason. He's a guy I just really like. Who yeah. He's one of the guys you expect to – he's not a starter every week, but he's a guy you expect to step in. He and makes not, a difference. He doesn't miss a beat. He plays so, with his hair on
2: fire. Yeah, I really
0: like him. Really excited for this weekend. Guys, thanks again for listening to us. Really excited for this upcoming week of football, the rest of the season. Hope you all enjoyed. Uh, we did a little – Instagram story, if you missed it, just kind of showing what game day in Knoxville looks like. Uh, we plan on doing that a few more times this yep. year, hopefully, as we go to games and giving a little more in-depth uh, look at game days and just kind of feels around campus, around football season. So, uh, some Titans games yeah, as well.
2: I'll be in College Station for the Texas A&M-Alabama game, so be on the lookout for that because it's going to be huge.
0: Yeah, The Ole
1: tennessee
2: game. Alma's yes.
0: Tennessee game will be great. I'll be in uh, Nebraska when we play Purdue later in October. So we're going to kind of hopefully we get to kind of give you all a feel of what the campus and kind of around town is like even before game day. Yeah, just because we think that would be uh, something y'all would enjoy. If you have any other uh, recommendations for us, anything you'd like to hear, or see more of, please don't don't hesitate to DM or message us, email us. Don't forget to check out the blog, PatriotSports.blog. We have the podcast, articles, everything you need up there. Social media accounts, Instagram, we are paydirt sports. That's one word, paydirt sports. Then on Twitter, paydirt underscore sports. Uh, Don't be afraid to DM us. Like I said, check that out. Got a lot of good content on there. Yeah, guys. Uh, Thanks again for listening. We'll see you all next week. See you next week. Tighten up, baby. Tighten up.